Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we have part two of our in-depth look at Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim with Rudy Landa. We want to say hello to all of our friends listening today on the radio or online. Thank you for being here. We're excited to announce that you can now hear Watchmen on the Wall on the websites oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com. More ways to access the Christ-centered clarity that's needed now more than ever. Whether you're listening on the radio or online, if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, please be sure to request your free new listener pack. The pack includes a welcome letter, history of the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Get your free new listener pack by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Now, here's our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino. We are back with Rudy Landa, the producer and director of the documentary series Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim. Many of us believe that the sons of God referenced in Genesis 6 were fallen angelic beings who produced a race of giants on the earth through the offspring of their union with human women. Thousands of years later, we can still find the evidence of the advanced civilizations that this interaction of these fallen angels with humans left behind. There's a lot out there, and we're going to be talking about that. There are megalithic relics that abound all over the planet. There is also cultural and even spiritual evidence that testifies of such a civilization in the early days of planet Earth. Rudy, I'm all excited to have you back with us for another show. I am beyond honored to be on your program, Brother Larry. There was a good bit of commentary about the occult along the way during the film, about things like portals, about the New Age movement. You touched on that at the end of the previous show, but but I think this is such an important issue and such an important part of your documentary that we need to talk a little bit more about portals. We were blessed with some really good experts um, like Dr. Alexa Brennan, who is my consultant. She came out of the New Age movement. She says if there was such a thing in the New Age movement, she would have been a high priestess. So she really knows her stuff. And the amazing, amazing thing is that when you start studying the Watchers and the Nephilim and the narrative of the things that you find in extra-biblical literature like the Book of Enoch, and then you start comparing that to the practices along the way through history of of other pagan groups and, and pagan religions, and you make a linear observation all the way to the modern day, the New Age movement is continuing on all the paganism that has happened throughout all the years. Of course, now in the modern day, when we have so much technology, when we're so enlightened, if you will, the influence of these things makes its way to the academics, makes its way to the rich, to the influential, and of course, they find a a convenient way to fulfill the void, the, the spiritual void that they carry inside of them. So it's convenient for them. It also becomes convenient for the enemy to leverage all those platforms to deceive the multitudes. When you look at things like the Tower of Babel, for example, you start to see people think, when they read it verbatim, when they read the story verbatim in Genesis, they think that people were building this big tower to climb up to heaven after the flood. Well, that Mm -hmm. wasn't the case at all. What they were doing is they were trying to create spiritual openings and spiritual portals. Yes 
they knew the stories. They knew the things that humanity had been able to achieve by the interaction with the, with the supernatural realm before the flood. And our simple human nature, they wanted to go back to that. They wanted to go back to the practices of magic and practices of the interaction between humans and, you know, and spiritual beings. Gary Wayne believes that this was very, very evident in Sodom and Gomorrah, right. where there was a knowledge, there was a familiarity with the interaction between mankind and angels. That's why they were calling for the angels. It wasn't just because right. they were, they're so hot. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was because they knew that in those interactions between humans and spiritual beings, they knew there was a whole right. lot that went with that, you know? So the portals, the physical archaeological sites where you can tell that these things were being sought after very much exist around the world. An amazing, amazing, amazing congruency between places in Egypt, the Chamber of Queens inside the pyramid, and Waka in Peru, and you've got these places in Ukraine, and you've got these places in India, and Bolivia, where you look at the portals, and they were made by the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. the craftsmanship is undeniable. The absolute precision of the workmanship and these stones that are very, very hard stones. Right. And they're precision cut as if they were done with diamond technology and lasers. Yeah. Something that we can't even replicate today, right. let alone three, 4,000 years ago. Your film spends a good amount of time on the topic of megaliths, these mega structures around the world structures whose construction is a total mystery. So we're just getting into that. You've got many examples of that, I think from Peru or other places, that the technology that was necessary in the positioning of these structures, their position in a very, very deliberate, special way, in the way the, the bricks or the stones fit together, there must have been some kind of a laser to cut. It's just unbelievable. I mean, they're so smooth and the, the, the juncture is so, so even. Talk to us a little more about these material remains from antiquity that certainly suggest a race of intelligent super beings in the past. The stones testify, you know, if you know where to look, you have these ruins of something that was very, very evident. I mean, beyond a doubt, made by a very, very, very intelligent technology that we don't have access to that we're not privy to anymore. It's amazing how secular archaeology and academia, if you will, for all the smarts that they have, they are really, really dumb in some ways, too. (laughs) You go to a place like Peru, the general vicinity of Cusco, and you have these stones. You literally cannot fit a human hair between one stone and another. And we're not talking about four or five stones. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of them. The entire city of Cusco is built on megalithic stones of a civilization that they know nothing about. Now, of course, they'll say, well, the Incas built it. No, the Incas did not build them, because the Incas did build on top of those. Don't get me wrong. The Incas were very astute, resourceful people, and they knew how to do things like terrace on mountains to be able to grow crops and whatnot. But at the end of the day, the construction of the Inca is very evident, and it happens on top of the megalithic structures. So you can't get around that. The megalithic structures were there before, long before, and the technology is far superior. The same thing, the same type of technology, the same type of stonework exists in places like Egypt, Giza, all of Giza, 
And in Giza, it's, it's amazing. You know, we all know that the pyramids and the Sphinx and all, all of these, these things that are so popular the world knows about, they have alignment to the stars. And in Mexico and in Guatemala, there are pyramids over there. They also have alignments with the stars and astronomical significance and influence in their construction. But to me, in as much as that is impressive and it's mind-blowing, to me, the important part of it all is that it happened all around the world. Mm. And as far as we can tell, it happened at around the same time. So that tells us there was a worldwide civilization yes. that created these, that built these things with a technology that was far, far, far above what the, what the normal human was capable of doing back then. And it sounds an awful lot to me, as Ali Marzulli says, of a race of, of beings, right. which we believe were the Watchers, that chose to, to live it up on Earth and be worshipped as gods and, and create their version of heaven on Earth, while at the same time corrupting humanity and trying to destroy the bloodline that would one day bring yes. us mm. the Messiah. Right, right. Many years ago, before I got into the Ph.D. program in seminary, I won a free trip to the Middle East, Israel. Now, that is, that is a good prize. <laughs> yeah, I got a prize because I was, the faculty said I was most likely to succeed greatly in biblical studies. So here I am at Southwest Radio Church. But, but anyhow, we went to Greece, Egypt, Turkey. It was a fantastic tour. And I was so impressed with the pyramids. The first thing when we got off the bus, you walk up to the pyramids, and I thought, how did they ever lift these huge stones? <laughs> and they did it perfectly. I mean, it, it's not crooked. It's not lopsided. You know, when I build something at the house, or even build a doghouse, it doesn't square. <laughs> but here were these. <laughs> so obviously there's something here more than just smart people who lived a long time ago. They had some, there was technology, amazing technology that got them to position the pyramids to make sure it was level, it was pyramidal in, in shape, and to lift those huge rocks. And it, it, that was the first thing that I was impressed with, with the pyramids. When you watch the film, the documentary, the entire fourth hour is pretty much dedicated to Egypt. And you're right, just the technology to lift the stones. But it's so much bigger than that. The entire Giza Plateau, the entire plateau hmm. is aligned to within one degree of true north. Mm. And if you do the calculations to when it was built, it was actually aligned with True North. We have a, an astronomical shift that happens. I believe it's one degree every 75 years. And the precision which with the entire plateau was built makes the subject of the rocks, the lifting the stones, seem trivial. And not only that, the entire plateau is almost like, a, like an astronomical clock. The fourth hour of the film, we go really, really deep into that. And yeah, it is, it is mind-blowing, and academia would want you and I to think that it was done by just a lot of slaves pulling rope, you know? <laughs> right. I'm sorry, it, it, just, it doesn't add up. Right, it takes more faith to believe in something like that <laughs> than to believe in the Nephilim. So uh, That's right, that's right. <laughs> well, friends, we're offering the, the documentary series Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim. Uh, this is a four-part, four-hour documentary series. Very well done. Excellent videography. You will see sites that few have seen. Give us a call. We'd love to send this series to you. 1-800-652-1144. Let's get back to our guest, Rudy. As a filmmaker, were there any surprises from the production of this film? 
the realization that, you know, we are, I've said many times to a lot of people, you know, in the United States, we're very, we're very sheltered. We live within the, the walls of Wonderland very often. Right. And that's a blessing. That's not meant to make us sound, you know, spoiled or anything. It's a blessing to be able to live in a, in a country like this and to be able to live within the walls of Wonderland. And I feel that sometimes our Christianity is a little bit of the same way. The Lord loves us so much that he came to give us life and give us life abundantly. Right. And we tend to, as, as rebellious children, to forsake things like the full knowledge of the spiritual realm and the spiritual war that happens. The realization of just how sheltered we are from all the warring that happens in the heavenlies, that happens in the supernatural, was a big deal for me. The realization that this war has never ended. It was declared in the garden. It was won in the empty tomb, but it continues. It continues very, very much, and we have gotten complacent. We have gotten used to the view from behind the walls of Wonderland. For me, one of the big, big surprises is just how much this war still rages, how much the devil wants the souls of men, how much and to what lengths he's willing to go for the souls of men. So for me, it's amazing. When I started the, the series, I was sharing with a friend of mine the subject matter of the film was on, and he kind of laughingly said, is there enough to do a, an hour-long special on that? <laughs> and I said, brother, I'm finding out that there's enough to do a lifetime of research on this, you know? So yes, that would definitely be a big thing for me, an underscoring of how much of a war there's still going on for the souls of men, and a further underscoring of how much God loves us. Amen. Wow, that's beautiful. So so all of this ancient studies that has a real spiritual application, and I believe that application, the love of God, the souls of men, how Satan is trying to suck people into hell, that's all very important. But, you know, uh, in the film, you, you discuss the existence of giants in North America, right? You know, America, North America. Talk to us a little bit about that. America is, is named after Amerigo Vespucci, or Vespuccio in, in Italian. And in the writings of Amerigo Vespucci, right at the very you know beginning of the the exploration of the of the new world, if you will, he wrote some letters back to the king of Portugal where he, in his book, he talks very clearly about an island of giants, mm. where they landed and they were actually greeted pretty amicably, to their relief, I'm sure, by this tribe of, of giants, literal giants. And he goes into very, very, very good detail. And any, it's, you know, that's something anyone can Google and read, you know, the, the Island of Giants by America Vespucci. And that's just the beginning. Once we get into the actual, you know, into the mainland, into, you know, into the Americas, just about every First Nations or you know, Native American tribe has stories of giants yes. in their lore. Just about every single one of them. You start following that thread, and eventually you get to things like the Winnemucca bones, you know, in, in Nevada, where bones were actually found, and the Native American story of the war between the Native Americans and the giants details very much a place where they were cornered and they were burned alive, and if mm. you are crazy enough to go out to those caves, you can still see the fossilized soot in the cave. A couple of amateur archaeologists, if you will, M.K. Davis and Don Monroe, actually found giant handprints burned into the walls, and no sooner did they make those pictures public, they mysteriously were vandalized and they disappeared. So we see traces of that. It was not uncommon 
in the 1800s for these mounds to be dug up and they would find giant bones. And again, this is before the hype of the Internet. This is before the West Coast tried to catch up with what was going on in the East Coast. And yet, newspapers were printing it all over the place. If you are crazy enough to go to these little towns and sit down with the microfiche and and look through them, you can, and I'm telling you this because I did, mm-hmm. you know, you can actually find the periodicals written from the 1800s wow. Wow. where giant bones were found very, very often. Even into the 1950s, you had people that would give lectures on these giant bones, and mysteriously, they've all disappeared little by little. How would you summarize what you like for the viewer to walk away with after having watched this series? What's your summary of it all? I think that what it calls for is for studying, and I think God's Word never returns void, mm. and God's Word is always going to edify. And for me, my biggest challenge would be, man, get into it and study it. See what the Holy Spirit <laughs> reveals to you. It's time well spent, and it's not supposed to be a subject to divide us. There's a lot of yes. theories on this. It's meant for us to be celebrating the fact that God so loved the world that He fought that battle, won that battle, that war um, in the cross. Make sure you get your own copy of the complete two-day conversation of Angels and Giants, The Watchers, and The Nephilim. It's available on CD right now. Call 1-800-652-1144 and get your copy. That's 1-800-652-1144. Today, the complete four-part docu-series, Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim, is available. This groundbreaking new series travels the world and presents the evidence of fallen angels and giants right here on Earth. The series features interviews with experts on the subject, including Douglas Van Dorn, Tom Horn, Dr. Robert Putnam, and L.A. Marzulli. Learn all the exciting details of these giants and watchers when you order the DVD series Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim. Call 1-800-652-1144 and place your order. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order at our website, swrc.com. Staff Evangelist Josh Davis is here, ready to share an important update on our outreach to prisoners. We are very grateful and thankful for each one who has partnered with our Onesimus Prison Ministry. This ministry is a special outreach of Southwest Radio Church, and I'm grateful to be able to be a small part of what God is doing in the lives of many people across America, those who are behind bars. And to those who are behind bars listening to this program right now over the radio stations in your area, we extend to you a special greeting and say thank you so much for tuning in and being a regular part of our Watchmen on the Wall listening family. Thank you for your role in our Onesimus prison ministry as well. So what is the Onesimus prison ministry? What's the kinds of things that we do? Really, we like to resource and send resources to both saved and unsaved inmates. We have a regular newsletter that goes out It includes the gospel or some kind of devotional thought to encourage believers or to share the gospel with those who are unsaved as an outreach into those places. 
And included on every newsletter is an offer for some kind of resource that we have. It may be a book that we have available to send upon request. It may be some other kind of offer that we are making. Our annual calendar is a big part of that outreach ministry. And it allows us to interact with many more new inmates. Maybe they're already born again. Maybe they need the good news of the gospel. But we are engaging with them through the mail. And we are also equipping chaplains uh, who are the boots on the ground, so to speak, and are contacting us for resources. And we can send them what we have available to send and to put in their hands. We have a new prison pack if we make contact for the first time with an inmate who's not in our mailing system we send them a bible and we send them other resources that we have available at the time so that they can get to know us and hopefully most importantly get to know the lord jesus christ and so this ministry is a faith-based outreach that God laid on the heart of Noah Hutchings and others many years ago. And God continues to provide an open door for us to reach behind bars and to disciple, to evangelize, to encourage, to equip those who are there. And souls are being saved. Lives are being changed. To God be all the glory all the praise. He is the one doing the work, not us. He is the only one who can change hearts and change lives. It's not about us. We're nothing special. We're just trying to faithfully follow the open door that God has set in front of us. You know, and why do we do this ministry? Why does God allow us to do this? It's simply because it was a burden through prayer that God placed upon the heart of the people to reach those who are in such desperate need of a spiritual renewal. And friends, we are all on the same ground. I heard a preacher say this years ago, and it stuck with me. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. Whether you're behind bars or not, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. None of us are greater than the other. We cannot look down on someone. We are all created in the image of God. Yes, some people have made some terrible choices and done some terrible actions, and yet God still forgives, God still restores, God still redeems. How many lives have been transformed? How many lives have been turned around by the good news of Jesus Christ? I want to share a letter with you that verifies what I'm telling you, that God is able to change lives behind bars. And this is a, an encouraging letter that we received from one of the inmates who's part of the Onesimus prison ministry. I'll just share a brief portion of this letter. It was lengthy, but it was wonderful. And just for the sake of time, let me share a taste of what this letter says. Dear brothers and sisters of SWRC, greetings, and I hope that all is well with you at this time. For a long time now, I've wanted to write this to you, but I guess the Spirit of God prompted me to wait until now. I had a lot more to go with it, but I held back knowing that you know where I was coming from and going to. My time has come and is up. I will finally be getting out of imprisonment. Praise Jesus. I've learned a lot from this incarceration, mainly that I've been a fool for Satan in my previous life, but no more. My heart, my mind is made up. My countenance is like flint. 
I want to live my remaining years sober and diligent as it should have been to begin with, God's way. And I want to go out right. He continues in the letter, Thank you for these many years of service and devotion. May the Lord continue to keep you and bless you all. Keep up the good work God has given you. Maranatha. What a wonderful letter that we received from an inmate who's been a part of our Onesimus prison ministry. He's unsure of what the next chapter of his life will look like, but he is very confident of this, that he is going to stick with the Lord. He is going to follow Jesus and allow him to open the doors for his life as he enters into this next chapter of his life. And dear friends, what a great blessing that is. What an encouragement that is to see that your investment into this ministry, and by the way, it's all of us working together. This is not just an outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries. When you partner with us, you are the one who is ministering and enabling us who work at the ministry to be just a conduit of your blessings. You entrust us with your resources, and we take that and turn it into these outreaches like the Onesimus Prison Ministry, like our Pakistan School Ministry that we have, and other outreaches that we have, including what you're listening to right now, Watchmen on the Wall. We consider this to be part of our outreach ministry to America and around the world. That's why you hear us emphasize the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ as often as we do, because we believe that Jesus is the answer that this world needs, whether it's behind bars, whether it's driving a truck over the interstates of America, whether it's listening through our website or podcast anywhere around the world. People can hear the good news of Jesus Christ and stay informed on issues that really make a difference in this world that we live in. And I'm so grateful that we can have the Onesimus Prison Ministry as part of the outreach of Southwest Radio Church. Now, if you'd like to get involved and and help us, by the way, we can only send out the resources that we have the funds available to purchase. The Bibles that we send out for free, we have to purchase. Many of the resources we're able to print in-house, but there's still a cost involved with that. And so we invite you to partner with us in this effort to get God's Word out. And you can do so by calling us at 1-800-652-1144 or you can give online and make sure that you specify that it's for the Onesimus Prison Ministry if you'd like to give to this particular outreach. But all the outreaches and all the ministries that we have here are wonderful and worthy of your support. Thank you for your prayerful consideration of what God would have you to do to partner with us in continuing to allow this outreach to go forth as it does. Thank you for your partnership with us in ministry. May God bless you. And for those who are listening behind bars, may God bless you as well until the next time that we correspond together. The complete four-part docu-series entitled Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim is available today. This groundbreaking new series travels the world and unveils for the first time ever archaeological, cultural, and even spiritual evidence of the existence of fallen angels and giants here on earth. 
beings whose allegorical, historical, and even physical handprints have remained purposely hidden behind the veil by wicked, anti-God evildoers. Learn all the exciting details when you order Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim. Call 1-800-652-1144 and place your order. Or you can order at our website, swrc.com. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday, ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.